So Hunter Biden under indictment again. Let's not forget this is again, but it doesn't matter. And uh, or at least I don't think it matters. And we're going to tell you why. Uh, the CIA, Dave's Dave, uh, Dave wants to. Well, we both, I should say, want to get into this. It's it's everything is fucked up. We'll be back in a few minutes. Hit the like button. Hit the uh, follow button. We'll be back in a few minutes. Alex McDonald in Atlanta, Diamond Dave Bowen down in Florida. What's up, Dave? Good to see you. 
Good morning, sports fans. Good morning, sports fans. It is Saturday, September 16th, 2023. It's good to be back. And there's a lot. Dude, there's so much going on. There is more yep. going on than we have time to cover. And I'm not doing a daily show. So yeah, I'm just throwing that out there. But there is a lot going on. we got a lot to talk about today, Dave. Um, we'll say hi to our friends on the break. May as well just dive right into it, right? Let's get Let's started. Get Let's get started with Hunter Biden. Let's he, get it, Big Daddy. Hunter Biden indicted again. Let's not forget. Uh, lesser, lesser indictment this time, Dave. Before, it was it was some very serious tax charges and some uh, pretty minor gun charges. Still federal charges. Still federal charges. The serious tax charges appear to have just vanished. They've just disappeared. Not entirely sure what happened to them. The millions in unpaid taxes just just gone. Coincidentally, right as the Biden administration and the IRS are putting out memos saying, hey, we're about to ramp up our enforcement of wealthy tax cheats. You've seen that in the news, right? Oh, yeah. Just not Hunter Biden. Or any other Democrats. Which is absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, Hunter Biden indicted on gun charges. Let's uh, let's read this from CNN. President Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, has been indicted by special counsel David Weiss, Weiss, however you say it, in connection with a gun he purchased in 2018. The first time in U.S. history, the Justice Department has charged the child of a sitting president. Oh, playing on your emotions there. The three charges include making false statements on a federal firearms form and possession of a firearm as a prohibited person. It is an extraordinary turn of events after his original plea deal collapsed and potentially sets up a dramatic trial in the middle of his father's 2024 re-election bid. So the tax charges have gone away. The charges that could have actually put him in prison for a long time, they appear to have just vanished. Because that has real teeth to it. Yeah, and nobody nobody's questioning that. You don't hear CNN asking, well, where did the where did the illegal tax charges go? Especially now that the IRS is is telling us that they are they are transformatively changing their methods of enforcement. They're telling us currently, you can go to the IRS website and see what they're saying, how they're going to use technology and AI, artificial intelligence, to find wealthy, by the, they say wealthy and working class tax cheats. I, that sounds like, hey, we're going to go from rich to poor, quite frankly, to me. But that's their wording, wealthy and working class um, tax avoidant tax avoiders or something they're calling them. So Hunter appears to have gotten off scot-free. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Didn't it start off with only people who make 400 grand or more? Yes. How is that middle working class? I don't know. Okay. That's that's I think that's yeah. Just a point of clarity. Yeah. Again, folks, think about that. Um, those have gone away, and we're left with some gun charges, some federal gun charges. I want to talk about the timing of this because, well, 
I want to talk about the timing of it simply because of this ruling here from the Fifth Circuit. Fifth Circuit strikes down law forbidding gun ownership by drug users. I talked about this on Sunday Gun Day a month ago. And I even said, I, I don't know if anybody was watching. I know Dave was. But I even said on that show, this has got to be good news for Hunter Biden. Because this makes his gun charges go away. Eh. I mean, it does. It makes his gun. We'll we'll read the uh, we'll read the ruling in a second. All right, let me just interject. I, I only split from you a little bit on this. You know, I, I I and I love the way you weave the two stories together. That's brilliant. But just because they're finding that law, you know, some of them are are, are, are quashing the law down, saying it's unconstitutional. It may be unconstitutional for us to decline to give a gun or permission to own a gun to somebody who is on drugs, but it still doesn't change the fact that he lied on a federal form. Sure, absolutely. That's the only point I have to make. Absolutely, and I, I don't disagree with you. He still, he still committed the violation, That's right? right? But it's Hunter Biden. That's right. If this were you or I, That's sure, right. we would have the book thrown at us. That's right. But this is Hunter Biden, and let's consider the timing. They had this indictment and they had a plea deal and everybody was good with it. He was going to get a slap on the wrist for the for the tax charges and and effectively nothing for the gun charges. Well, everybody that, wasn't good. That was we weren't good with it. What, I mean, sure, you get my <laughs> point. The, the involved yeah. parties were good with it. That's right. And it was a secret deal. And the only reason it blew up is because when they went public with it in court and the judge got wind of it, the judge said, wait a second, this, this doesn't smell right. And then the prosecutors tried to cover their own asses and said, well, they've inserted new language into the deal that, that the public weren't supposed to see. Let's not forget that that's what the prosecution said. And then the defense said, oh, well, then if the prosecution's going back on its word, deal off. I'm beginning to think that that was all staged. It was all staged in light of this Fifth Circuit appeal being on the calendar, on the docket, ready to be heard. So they found a way to blow up his plea deal. Then they found a way. Apparently, they've kept the, the slap on the wrist, I assume, for the tax charges because they've just vanished. They're not part of this new indictment whatsoever. And all we have left are the federal gun, the, the, the gun charges. And the gun charges, in my opinion, are effective, are, are, are rendered moot by this Fifth Circuit decision back in August. I say back in August. It was just last month. A federal appeals court on Wednesday, remember this was in August, struck down a decades-old law barring users of illegal drugs from, from possessing firearms. The latest blow to U.S. gun regulations after the Supreme Court, can't read today, cleared the way last year for courts to re-examine the nation's gun laws under a new legal standard. In a unanimous judgment from a three-judge panel, at the New Orleans-based Court of Appeal, Appeals Court, the court said the 1968 law is unconstitutional 
citing a landmark 2022 Supreme Court decision that changes the framework that lower courts must use when analyzing gun restrictions. In short, our history and tradition may support some limits on an intoxicated person's right to carry a weapon, but it does not justify disarming a sober citizen based exclusively on his past drug usage. Circuit Judge Jerry Smith, a Ronald Reagan appointee, wrote for the panel, nor do more generalized traditions of disarming dangerous persons support this restriction on nonviolent drug users. Here's my position on this, Dave, and then you you can you can tell me yours. I, I don't know if this will change your mind. It might, it might not. If the underlying crime is no longer a crime, the underlying crime being possession by a prohibited person, if that's no longer a crime, if that's unconstitutional, then asking the question on the gun form is in and of itself unconstitutional. That is also rendered moot by this decision, which is why I think we're going to see Hunter Biden's case simply get dismissed. I agree with you. He did the thing. He did the thing, man. I agree that he did the thing, but this Fifth Circuit decision renders the fact that he did the thing moot, don't you think? Well, here's why you're a lion, dog-faced pony soldier. Come on, then. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I agree with you. I really do. Uh, I just think that this court is going to, and as you say, I'm just going to say the way it should be, mm -hmm. the way it would be if it was a Republican. Yes. Um, which is if the underlying thing that is going to the courts now about being a drug user, being allowed to own guns, that's separate and away from lying on a federal form. He still lied on the federal form, whether it was unconstitutional or not. You should have crossed through it and said it's unconstitutional or whatever. He still lied on a federal form. That's a different thing than being a drug user with a gun. Being a drug user with a gun could be unconstitutional. I believe it is. But Lying on the federal form takes it to a new level, I think. And I think that's the difference. And the other, you know, the other difference being he's the president's son, Democrats, uh, uh, you know, uh, if it was if it was Ann Coulter with these charges, believe me, it'd go down a lot different. Yeah. And I uh, in that respect, I agree with you entirely. If this and, was anyone else, and I agree also, with you 100 percent. You're right about the timing of it. Remember, I, every bit of these stories that we've been doing lately and you and Danny have been doing it. It's all on a political strategy for the election itinerary. It's all planned out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Again, I think the timing of this because is absolutely planned to perfection. I think the, or like I said, the original plea deal went down in flames, in my opinion, intentionally. On purpose, Because yes. they, they saw this coming from the yes. Fifth Circuit. They may have even had a heads up from the Fifth Circuit. Wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't a bit. surprise me in the. Uh, that's and remember, speculation. As you, say, as you say, Weiss, and it's pronounced Weiss, is uh, he's had this. He, he, you know, him being uh, given special prosecutor powers gives him no more power than he already had in Delaware anyway, which is where this happened. They've been sitting on this for five years, right? And it just comes out now. Now the same week that it was overturned. Come on, I mean, right. are you kidding me? Right. These bastards are sneaky. Yeah. 
it's all it's all remarkably shady. Again, if this were you or I, we'd be in jail right now. We would be sitting in a cell as we speak. But because this is Hunter Biden, this is the former vice president's son. Respect child. the office. The president's child. Yes. Yeah. Because it's him. It's CNN. And, and because we have this two-tier justice system, he gets this special preferential treatment where you can discard a gun. You can throw away a gun at an elementary school. Don't know where the gun is now. Oh, that's right. The Secret Service went and retrieved it for him. That's what happened. Um, they didn't. Did, they didn't press charges. They didn't arrest him. Law enforcement went and retrieved that gun from an elementary school trash can, and they didn't charge him right there and then. If there was ever evidence of a two-tier justice system, that's it. That's what he should be going to jail for. Um, and and I yeah anyone else I think this uh, this they would ignore this Fifth Circuit decision but because it's Hunter Biden I they I, would be saying what I'm saying they yeah would be going, I, it might be unconstitutional but he still lied about it that's a crime he's going yeah, down I think the whoever gets to hear this case I think they're going to say well in light of the Fifth Circuit decision it renders his form moot therefore case dismissed and yeah. and because the tax charges have disappeared. That's it. Hunter Biden off the hook. How does that just happen like that? I, I don't know. What well, it's, I mean, it's Mar Martha Stewart's going, what the fuck? Right. Anybody that's ever, ever been in trouble with the IRS should be looking at this saying, what the fuck? Right. Seriously? I mean, just just disappeared. Well, here's another interesting aspect of this. There's a lot going on. We've got this new indictment of Hunter Biden. We've got the impeachment of Joe Biden, or the impeachment inquiry of Joe Biden kicking off. And we saw what the White House did in response to the impeachment. They sent their 14 pages of propaganda talking points to the mainstream media. They sent it to the mainstream media because, well, they're allowed to. They weren't allowed to do it to social media. Because let's not forget, a little while back, a federal court said, you can't be, can't be uh, colluding with social media anymore. It violates people's First Amendment rights. They can on Monday. The Supreme Court made a decision on this yesterday, just yesterday. And the Supreme Court have overturned that lower court's ruling and they've effectively said to the Biden administration, yeah, you can. You can collude with social media. Let's read this real quick. U.S. Oh. Supreme Court Justice Sam Alito on Thursday, oh, sorry, it was on Thursday, temporary uh, placed on hold a lower court ruling that blocked the Biden administration over its social media contact. His order froze a recent appeals court decision that found that federal officials likely violated First Amendment protections by coercing some platforms into deleting certain posts and content. A lawsuit was filed by Missouri and Louisiana last year against the Biden administration, accusing federal officials of trying to censor people with certain viewpoints. A district judge in July, and we talked about this back in July when it happened, 
A district judge in July blocked a multitude of federal agencies from communicating with social media firms, while the Fifth Circuit, uh, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals on September 8th partially upheld that ruling. The appeals court allowed certain agencies to still contact those companies and argued that the lower court's order was too broad. So the appeals court said, well, some of them are okay, but others aren't. Others you just can't collude with social media. The Supreme Court have said, now the Supreme Court, they're going to hear this. They've only put a temporary hold. They've blocked it temporarily. They plan to take it up on September 22nd, I believe. Is, uh, is when uh, Alito said, I think the, yeah, they've paused it until sep September 22nd and the Supreme Court will rule on this themselves, I believe at that time. But in the meantime, this has opened the door while Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden's indictment gets dropped. Joe Biden's impeachment inquiry gets initiated and this decision by the Supreme Court opens the door for the White House to once again start colluding with social media to suppress the information they don't want the public to see, just like they have with the mainstream media with their 14-page talking points propaganda memo that tells the mainstream media, these are the facts you can report and this is how you can report them. And that's exactly what we've seen. Now, will the, Fed, uh, the Fifth District be able to clean that up a little bit and make it more narrow before it goes in front of the Supreme Court? At this point, no. But what might happen is the Supreme Court may send it back to the Fifth Circuit. Okay. Uh, we shall, we don't, honestly, we, we don't know. At this point, th the fact that, listen, I've said over and over that Republicans on the Supreme Court do not respect our privacy. Right. Your people have heard me and some some people may disagree with me. Some people on the right seriously disagree with me. But I think that the history of the Supreme Court has shown that the conservative benchers don't care one bit for the privacy of American citizens. And they always rule in favor of either the government or the, the corporate sector when it comes to violating our privacy rights. And um, this is just another example of that. This is an example of the conservative court saying, yeah, we, we don't care about the, the, the rights of the citizen. We care more about the rights of the corporation and more about the power and rights of the government than we do. So I don't know what the court's going to determine come September 22nd. I have a feeling they're going to side with the government and that they're going to say, no, you're, you're good to go. They're private companies. They get to decide what advice, what mandates of yours they, uh, mandate, the wrong word. Um, private companies get to determine for themselves whether they follow your guidance or don't follow your guidance. What the court will probably say is they'll say, but you can't order them to do anything. And they you, don't need to order them. Yeah, you, they, you, of course you don't. It doesn't need to be an explicit order. It just needs it just needs to be a 14-page talking points memo that says these are the these are our facts relating to this issue and these these are how we would like you to report on these facts and that's all it takes. It's a request delivered with a wink and a nod and it'll be done every time. Yeah. Yeah. 
the 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 uh, the coercion is implied. Yes. Quite frankly, um, it's not good. It's not good. September twenty second will determine how bad it really is when the super if if in fact the Supreme Court are going to rule on this, uh, have a decision on this September twenty second. That will determine exactly how bad this is for the First Amendment, for our right to free speech. Um, but this is bad. And at the same time, we now have um, Jack Smith trying to get a gag order imposed on Donald Trump. I don't know if I have a story about this. Jack Smith is trying to get a gag order imposed on Donald Trump over his indictments. He's arguing, he brought this a few weeks back and it was thrown out for, it was overly broad. He's brought it back and he's now arguing that um, Donald Trump should have his First Amendment right to free speech stripped, taken away from him uh, because in the past, the things that he said on Truth Social have caused threats of violence against the people that he's targeted his comments toward. So he's trying to get the judge in, he's trying to get a ruling in Florida to prohibit Donald Trump from even being able to talk about the indictments, which is really, it's going to hurt Trump. I don't well, think well, it does. I don't know. We'll see. I, I hope mean, you're Smith right. Jack Smith has taken a big steaming dump all over the First Amendment. The, all the charges are that way. All the uh, emotions are that way. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the indictment... He's criminalizing are, the first free speech. Yes, that's what he's doing. It's, it's essentially here. Yeah, absolutely. And even political speech, which has more leeway. But the, the problem is you don't know how courts are going to rule on these things. No. I mean, I agree with you. I, I don't think he'll get it. I mean, it it's an abso it absolutely violates the former president's rights. How could he possibly get it? But right. we just had the Supreme Court tell the government, yeah, of course you can censor Americans. Yeah. Is effectively what they've said here. Yeah, of course you can censor Americans. Have at it. So who knows how these people are going to rule. But the the efforts by this government to gaslight, I'm going to go beyond that, to lie, to deceive the American public, the efforts that they will go to, we've seen, we've seen nothing like this here in America. And this is, these were all the things we were warned that Donald Trump would do. That's right. Oh no, he's a tyrant. He's going to do the. He's going to. He's going to prosecute the media. He's going to shut people. He's going to lock people up for thought crimes. This is what this Biden administration are doing. He's going to get us in a third a, a, a proxy war, a proxy cold war. It's absolutely ridiculous. We'll move on to the CIA, but let's say hi to our friends real quick. Danny's here. What's up, Dan? Hey, honey, honey. Uh, Mark, Mark's here. What's up, Mark? Good to see you, brother. Thank you for tuning in. They've said hi. If you're watching on Rumble, say hi. Jump into the live chat and hit the like uh, button. Hit subscribe. Do the things. Yeah, and share the show. Let's help us grow. We're at 749 subscribers. Let's um, 
Let's pump those numbers up. And by the way, we're ranked number 71 in news on Rumble. Yeah, of all of all news channels on Rumble, we're ranked number 71. I'd like to be ranked 70. So let's move that up. Let's Good get, to have goals let's out. Get us bumped up one. I'd like to be in the top 10, but of course that's not gonna happen. No. That's that I think that's unrealistic. You're up against the likes of Dan Bongino and Tucker Carlson and Redacted right. and and those guys, but we're ranked number 71 in news on Rumble. Um, I'm quite proud of that fact. I'm proud of the fact that we we strive to bring you accurate information and the truth at every turn. And um, maybe maybe it's paying off. I'm not entirely sure. But yeah. Um, and there's uh, there's Cameron Anderson of the Brushfire Mind, hey, also Cam. also a news channel here on Rumble. Go search for them and go uh, go follow their channel as well. We all need, here's the thing, Rumble really doesn't have any discovery features, so it's hard for people to find new sources to follow. Um, Which and, is why sharing is so important. Yeah, that's why we, we count on our viewers, our friends, to share for us. And, uh, you know, if you're, if you're, uh, if you're a, uh, conservative or Republican or, or whatever, you, you can be a, a liberal. If I have no problem with that, share us with your friends, share us on your platforms, into your groups and help us, uh, help us get some visibility out there and bring over some new, um, some new viewers, but yeah, 71 in news. I'm quite, uh, quite happy about that. And hopefully it'll keep growing. We shall see. All right, Dave, tell us about the CIA brother. What are they up to? Well, sir, the CIA is out cia again. Are they? they uh, are doing what they do. Uh, normally it's done in third world countries and such, but I uh, hear they're doing it to us, uh, which they're not supposed to be doing on American soil in any way, but, you know, they do it anyhow. Um, what they did was they took, there were seven analysts uh, kind of put in charge of finding out the origin of uh, COVID. When... Uh, let me ask a question. When we say analysts, are we talking about CIA agents? No. Do they are they CIA people? Are they are no. they so they're outside? Yes. Okay, thank you. Go on. And uh there were seven of them. One of them came to his own conclusion that this thing was uh uh how did they put it? It it, it it's it's uh moving from animal to human. Um, zoonosis or something that they call it. Uh, and then the other six say it was a lab leak in Wuhan. The CIA approached these other six analysts and said, uh, uh, you know what? I'm sorry, Al. I think they may have been on a panel for the CIA. Uh, to, uh, 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 what do they call it? The COVID, uh, uh, CIA COVID uh, discovery team is what they called it. Um, but one of them said, yes, it's it, it's from it moved from animal to human. The other six said it's from a, a lab leak in Wuhan. So the CIA offered money to the six dissenters in that to say it was zoonosis, you know, uh, moved from animal to human and not a lab leak. So a, a whistleblower, a senior level CIA uh, uh, agent came forward as a whistleblower and the uh, select subcommittee on coronavirus pandemic represented Brad uh, Weinstrup, Winstrup, um, and a permanent select committee on intelligence chairman Mike Turner 
came forward saying, look, we want every document, every email about coronavirus and payments uh, from, from the CIA uh, COVID discovery team. And uh, we're going to get to the bottom of this because, you, I mean, it's just more manipulation, yeah. more uh, more gaslighting, and the CIA is at the bottom of it, yeah. which should surprise no one. And that's my understanding. I asked you the question because I don't maybe I thought maybe I was wrong, but yeah, they've been referring to these people as analysts. But my understanding it the CIA have analysts. They yeah. analyze intelligence. And I believe that these are, in fact, CIA employees that were yeah. brought together as a team and they were told, find the origins of the virus, as they should, right? right. As, you, as you should. You would think we would all. Well, well we do. We, we want to know the origins of the virus. The government, for some reason, doesn't. And that's what we're seeing here. We're seeing, apparently, according to the whistleblower, we're watching the CIA operating on American soil, bribing their own employees to change the results of their analysis to suit the government's public narrative. Yes. Long and short of it, that's what we're watching here, yes? Yes. Just like the systemic racism study. You know, just change the results to make it what you want. So what do you think the ramifications of this are? Is, is it going to be? They're going to stonewall, 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 and it's just going to eventually disappear. So that raises the question, who benefits, right? Qui bono? Who benefits? What is, first of all, it's three years later. We... We all know it came from a lab. We all know it was a leak. That doesn't mean that it was man-made. That doesn't mean that this was a bioweapon. This could be a virus. Well, I mean, it obviously originated in nature. Whether it was, you know, whether they did gain of function or whatever they did to it, this was a virus that originated in nature because that's where viruses originate. And it leaked from a lab. Why so who, would it matter? Who who benefits? The who, government. Who does it hurt and who benefits from it hiding hurts, hurts this people, information? And it benefits the government because they are the one who know who knew you can't do gain-of-function research in this country, so they moved. I mean, the goddamn thing is called the Wuhan Coronavirus Laboratory. Right. I mean, it's got it on its sign out front. Yeah, it was literally called the Wuhan COVID-19. I initially, yes. let's not forget, it was initially... That's because it came from the Wuhan Coronavirus Laboratory. Yeah. And they were like, well, duh. Um, you know, it wasn't some paniquin or whatever, paliquin, whatever you call that creepy little thing. It wasn't because somebody ate a bat sandwich at the open-air market. It's because it's because they, you know, that some guy, the, the first two people who came down with it worked in that lab. Yeah, but you... They didn't, they didn't get it on their lunch break. You say the government... And, and my question to that then is, well, which government? Because I understand, the, the I understand NI that the NIH were involved in this, right? Yes. But this was a Chinese lab, yes. Chinese scientists, Chinese American, protocols. Look American at how, money from American government. I got you, but let me, let me finish up here first. Okay. You got a Chinese lab with Chinese scientists operating under Chinese protocols. The China's, China's initial response to this was, was to, to lie 
to the rest of the world. They shut down Wuhan. The Chinese knew what was going on. They shut down. They locked down Wuhan, but they continued. They did but they continued to allow international flights in and out of China. They thought, initially, the Chinese government thought they had it contained. Then it got out. Didn't initially they shut down, I'm sorry, didn't initially they shut down travel from Wuhan to other parts of China? That's what I'm saying. Yes, they locked down Wuhan. But Wuhan was allowed to travel internationally at first. And then they shut that down. I, but at first, they, only, might be they right. only said you can't come. Nobody from Wuhan can go to any other parts of China. Is all they did at first. I, th- I think that's what I said. They shut down Wuhan, but they continued to allow international flights. Okay. I think I, I, I whatever. Maybe that's I didn't. Right. I thought I just yeah. said that. Um. Then, and we knew. Listen, we knew, even back then. Dan, Danny, and I, on our show, at the very beginning of the pandemic reported the we gave you the names of the very two researchers the first two researchers at the Wuhan lab that were infected by covid-19 we reported their names and youtube took us down patient 0 and patient 1 who are still disappeared they yeah they were disappeared when when Danielle and I reported their names mere weeks after their first first infection and still never heard from since never heard from since and we got taken down off of youtube that was our very first strike on youtube unbelievable was at the beginning of the pandemic for simply reporting the names of and that was youtube's that was what they told us there they they got us under their doxing uh uh policies you can't say the names of these people that was the initiation of the cover-up. So who benefits? Well, obviously there's benefit to the United States government, people like Fauci for covering up his negligence, let's say negligence, or at least the NIH's negligence in funding a lab and not having strict enough protocols in place to, to be able to contain a, a lethal virus. And knowing what would cure it. And putting that in the paperwork that was submitted to the U.S. government yeah. for funds to ship to China to have it done. They knew hydrochloroquine, they knew ivermectin were, were, were the only ways to fight this thing. Yet for months and months and months, they said, no, 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 that's conspiracy theorists. You can't even talk about that. But so that's ha- what I mean by what part of the government benefits. Well, the, the press secretary and, 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 and uh, Fauci and everybody else who said, no, chloroquine, hydrochloroquine's a lie and ivermectin's a horse dewormer and this, you guys are crazy. Don't try that at home, you know, and it all turned out to be lies. How much of this, though, we have to remember we don't have Donald Trump. We don't have Donald Trump's sanctions against China. We don't have Donald Trump's foreign policy with China, which was a very strong pro-America foreign policy. We have a new administration. How much of this is the CIA using taxpayer money to bribe CIA employees to put out a narrative that protects China, that protects our enemies? Well, I, I, I don't know. I would say that they're doing it to protect our government. I would say that they're doing it to protect Fauci and the White House and the administration and everybody who 
who said no, 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 you know, who who fed us these these COVID lies for for two years. So you don't think you don't think if the commonly accepted narrative from the beginning would have been this escaped from a Chinese lab, you don't think that would have hurt China? Or do you, I should say, do you think that would have hurt China a lot more than they've been hurt by releasing this pandemic yes. onto the world? Yes, but I think what it does is it, China will just go, I'm sorry, this is a, this is a, a U.S.-funded project here. They can't do it at home, so they came here to do it. All the money came from the U.S. government, and they would just point their fingers at us. And so that's what our government is trying and the CIA is trying to hide, in my opinion. Yeah, so I, I, I mean, I'm sure that's what China would have done. I think it would have been remarkably ineffective. We're Americans and we demand vengeance. Simple as that. We expect vengeance when something bad is done to us. And I think the only reason they've covered up this Wuhan lab narrative is to try to avoid the American public pointing to China saying, we need to kick their asses for killing Americans. That's what I think. Could be. Um, I don't think this government gives a crap about protecting somebody like Anthony Fauci. And this government's perfectly capable of finding four guys, right? In fact, this government, they've, they've taken this responsibility on themselves by not pointing the finger at China, by not saying, hey, look, sorry, folks, it was China and their shitty labs that released this onto the world. By covering that up, we, 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 our government's effectively taken, taken responsibility for COVID. They could have quite easily said, no, this one, no, this is fucking China. Don't blame us. Don't point fingers at us. Yeah, but even the, even the narrative that they were pushing is, is puts the blame on China. I mean, panic wins and bat wet markets and all the nastiness over <laughs> there. They're true. saying it came from that. That's true. So, yeah. Um, bat so suits. I think the reason why is behind the curtain pulling the levers and knobs was the U.S. government, and they wanted to keep that under down low. Mm. So primarily, and you think it was primarily to protect the, the American government, and I'm okay yeah. with that. I don't disagree with you. I'm Fauci, just throwing the out- the administration, the NIH, all of it. Yeah, I'm just throwing out a, uh, a possible alternative yeah. to explain the CIA's action here. Mm -hmm. Because, listen, the CIA have a history of, of things like this. They, yeah, they're they, cia -N. Our enemies do things all the time that the CIA will cover up because, I mean, quite frankly, we just can't dr get dragged into war after war after war. And we Americans, and I consider myself an American, we are a vengeful bunch. If somebody, if somebody wrongs us, we expect to do something to fix it. 9-11 was, was one of those things they just couldn't hide from us, right? It was done slap in our faces Unfortunately, it led to a 20-year failed war. Thank you, Joe Biden and, and George W. Bush. I guess we'll thank all of them for, for the failure of uh, Afghanistan and Iraq. But they couldn't hide that from us. But there's plenty of things the CIA have hidden from us. And I think this was just another attempt by the CIA to hide this from us. I think to avoid, a my, my own personal belief is to avoid a conflict. I think they also have... I think they're also sack deep in election fraud as well. We know they got the plan down. They've done it in so many third world banana republic countries. They've got it down to a T on how to do it. Well, and, and that would have been a good move considering that President Trump was in charge at the time. 
let's take the responsibility off of China and put it squarely on Donald Trump's shoulders. That's going to hurt him in his reelection. And obviously it did. Yep. You know what I mean? So yeah, that would have been a good ploy. Um, so yeah, this whistleblower, we don't know who this is, right? No, just senior level CIA. Senior level CIA, which means probably within the month, we're going to know who this person is. They're going to be most likely called in to testify in person. This is simply based on a letter at the moment, uh, which That's is right. testimony. You know, I, I'm, I'm not dismissing it because it's a letter. It's a letter. It matters. It's evidence. And um, but uh, ultimately, he's going to have to be called in to testify in person. Yes. You would yes. assume like all yeah. the other whistleblowers have. Sure. And and that plus the letters that the uh, that the uh, permanent uh, select committee on intelligence and the uh, uh, select committee uh, representative uh, will those guys sent a letter to the CIA going, we, we need yeah. documents. We want emails on everything about COVID and everything about the payments made. Yeah. So, yeah, that's um, going to be interesting to watch. Now, it's quite possible that the CIA decide to send this guy to Siberia the way the FBI did with their whistleblower. You remember that? Well, the CIA will he'll, he'll just he'll just get mugged in an alley in D.C. and end up dead. He's going to end up like those Chinese scientists, those those initial two researchers. But that's what the FBI did with their whistleblower. They sent him to a posting in Alaska and removed any way for him to get back home. You remember that? Yeah, froze all his money. Yeah, froze all of his assets. Didn't even give him his own clothes. Stranded him in a, a FBI outpost in Alaska. In an and then somewhere. And then wouldn't let him come back home to be able to testify. Um, it's, it's so, the things we do, the things our government does, man, they are so messed up. It's not even funny. Um <laughs> what is that Addy at Attic Cellar? Uh I guess is a 9/11 truther. Um and uh says that uh, I'm as dumb as a box of rocks because 9/11 was a deep state job. Um listen, we're going to agree. Well, we're not even going to agree to disagree on that. We just disagree. Um Let me explain why to Attic Cellar. And I don't mean this in no way am I going to get personal with this, but I'm going to tell you why I don't believe that for me to believe, for me to believe that nine 11 was a, an inside job. I would have to believe that the government are competent enough to keep that secret for what is it now, Dave, 23 years. Yes. They would have to be competent enough that every single bureaucrat in government who knew about it, was competent enough to keep that secret for 23 years. And I'm just not that naive. It, that's, they would not, it would be physically impossible to keep that secret. And I understand that I've seen the evidence, right? Or, or the evidence I've seen the, um, I've seen the nine 11 truthers points, talking points. And some of them are reasonably compelling um, but I, I work in engineering, civil engineer, civil engineer. I'm not a civil engineer myself, but I work in civil engineering. My degree is in, um, is in environmental engineering and building science. That's what I'm qualified in. Uh, but I work in civil engineering. I understand 
how buildings, bridges, infrastructure, I understand how it works. And I've seen the 9-11 truthers explanations for the uh, for the buildings coming down and how, yeah, oh, it's a controlled demolition. It has to be a controlled demolition. I have Steel a, doesn't melt and all that. I have a question, simple question. A build, two buildings that size. And, and I don't know whether Attic Seller will be able to answer this. I don't know what uh, that person's professional background is. My question is, how long would it take to rig those two buildings for controlled demolition? How long would it take? Especially in secret. Not even in secret. Not even concerned about that. Uh, how long would it take to rig those two, two buildings for controlled demolition? Out in the public, working eight hours a day, or even two shifts, working 16 hours a day, how long would it take? The answer is, it would take months. It would take about two months to rig those buildings in the open for controlled demolition. It would take miles and miles of deck cord to be able to do this. You would have to be taking down interior walls and, and enclosing structural steel with explosive. How would you do that? And nobody who goes to work at the building every day goes up to their floor on their elevator and asks themselves, where are our, where have our walls gone? Where's our drywall? And, and what are all these debt cords doing? Wrapping the building. This is why I'm not a 9-11 truther. Plus, my own eyes watched planes fly into the building. actually saw them fly in to the buildings. Now, build three buildings. Now, buildings, is it building six or seven? I think it was building six. That one, from an engineering standpoint, takes a little more explanation, for, for at least for people to be accepting of the explanation and say, oh, okay. But there are some people you're just not going to convince of, uh, of some things. And and that's one of those uh, that's one of those things. But yeah, there there are structural engineering reasons for all three of these buildings going down. And it, I, I know I know we love to think that the government is responsible for everything bad that happens. Um, but in this instance, it was Islamic militant radical terrorists that murdered three thousand plus Americans. I tend to I tend to agree with you. The only, even the only one that ever I ever gave any thought to at all, as far as points on the nine eleven being an inside job, was not finding any uh, uh, plane pieces at the Pentagon. I thought that was a little strange, but other than that, I, 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 I'm with you on it. I do know that when you begin a uh, a comment um, with "You're dumb as a box of rocks," I'm okay you, with that. I'm not. I, I'm I'm fine. Have some with respect. That. What's wrong with yeah, you? Yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. You know, what? for he, he he's got a he or she. I don't know, and I don't mean to, I don't mean to um, assume attic sellers free speech rights. I'm okay I, I, with. I them. get you. I'm just saying when you're making a point, and, as and, far and as, in his as defense, as I added people. Yeah, in 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 the in addict's defense, I added dumb 
to the statement. It just says you are as a box of rocks. We know what he meant. I, I, I assume he meant dumb as a box of rocks. And I'm fine with that, right? People want to call me dumb as a box of rocks. I'm perfectly fine with that. I have I have no problem with it. Dave, maybe don't call Dave dumb as a box of rocks. No, but... I, I'm fine with being called dumb. I don't mind that. Even dumb as a box of rocks, bag of hammers, whatever. I, I, that doesn't bother me. What bothers me is using that before you're, uh, uh, you know, you're trying to, to to make a point. You're trying to win an argument. You're trying to, you know, it just doesn't. I, I hear where you're coming from. I'm okay with it. It doesn't bother me. Uh, and I appreciate the input, honestly. And um, I just happen to disagree with that, the the 9-11 truthers position. I happen to disagree with it. And primarily because of the industry I work in. Because they have, they, they do have some things that will make you go, hmm. Yeah, and you know I do I mean? kind of I do kind of believe with the COVID pandemic scamdemic that he mentioned, you know. So, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. All right. Anyway, let's uh, let's let's get back to some local, or at least local to me stuff here. Let's talk about Fannie Willis. Talk about. Listen, let's talk, talk about, about dumb, as, dumb a as a box of rocks. <laughs> and which I and I've called her thick as shit. I think I refer to her as, and th this is just more confirmation of what I've been saying all along that her RICO case is just going to disintegrate. A judge here in Fulton County now has denied her request to try all 19 defendants together in the election case. So what does that mean, Dave? It means no more RICO. You know, this Fannie Willis needs to understand this isn't a simple teacher's RICO case. This is has a lot uh, much bigger ram ramifications. It's much more complicated. Mm -hmm. And right. if she thinks she can get this done while still offering a, a, a fair and speedy trial, she's insane. Yeah. Listen, I've, I've I've talked about the problems with her case from day one. We're going to continue to talk about them. And as we talk about them, we get confirmation that, hey, turns out we were right. Again, I'm not a legal expert other than bird law. I don't, I, I, I love Sonny in Philadelphia. Um, but I can't handle that whiny guy. Right, right. But I, I see the writing on the wall. And when you have when you have numerous defendants in a RICO case petitioning for a speedy separate trial, which Georgia law provides for, and and she's now been overruled, right? Georgia law says that an individual can, must receive a speedy trial by themselves upon request. She's trying to overrule that, keep keep her RICO case intact, drag all of these people into court together. I also said that they don't have the resource to try 19 separate cases, and they simply don't, which is why they're now using taxpayer money here in Georgia, in Atlanta, uh, Fulton County specifically, to hire in outside counsel, bringing in private sector attorneys who obviously are more capable and more up to the task. They work in the private sector, for Christ's sake. They're not government bureaucrats. Of course, they're more capable and up to the task. But she's having to bring them in because she knows that she's allegedly thick as pig shit. And she's in over her head. It's also why she's using work product done from uh, 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 grand juries from Jack Smith. Yeah. From Washington. Yes. So Fulton County Superior Judge uh, Scott 
uh, Scott McAfee, I think that is, officially severed the cases of defendants Kenneth Chesbro and Sidney Powell from former President Donald Trump and 16 co-defendants on Thursday in a new order. Severing the remaining 17 co-defendants is simply a procedural and logistical inevitability, um, Judge McAfee wrote. He's predicting right there what I've predicted from day one. Every single one of these defendants is going to sever themselves from the from the uh, underlying case. And uh, that's the end of her Rico. That's the end of it. She's not going to be able to prove racketeering when her racket falls apart. She won't be able to do it. They aren't caught this, this, these government attorneys aren't competent enough to bring all of the pieces together individually and separately. Plus they then have admissibility issues, right? You yeah. take, when you take one defendant out of the pool and try them separately, none of that evidence is automatically admissible. You've then got to argue motion after motion after motion on the admissibility of that evidence in your RICO case. And if that witness, that that or defendant, I should say, has already been tried, they can't even be compelled to be a witness in your case because it's double jeopardy. And that's why that house of cards is going to fall. Oh, she's done. The remaining 17, as this judge said, they are inevitably going to sever themselves from her case, and she's going to go down in history as the thick-as-shit Atlanta DA that failed to prosecute anyone. I thought, I thought for a minute that they might, they might get a prosecution, a successful conviction, sorry, of, say, Sidney Powell. And now I don't even think that's possible. I don't think they'll even be able to pull that off, let alone Donald Trump. But again, it goes back to what I've said and what Donald Trump confirmed in his interview with Megyn Kelly. This isn't about getting a conviction. It is about wasting Donald Trump's time while he's supposed to be campaigning for president. That's all this is about. And... Um, it's falling apart, Fanny. Yeah, she, uh, I think her, Abrams, you know, Smith, all these people causing all this stink everywhere about Trump. They don't care if it makes it. They don't care if there's a conviction. They don't care about any of that. All they care is stirring the pot before next November. That's the whole idea. Yep. Yep, that's all they're doing. Um send on this real quick this doesn't take a whole lot of uh doesn't take a whole lot of introduction DACA has been ruled illegal before that ruling was overturned and it has now been declared unlawful once again Dave by a judge in Texas it's funny how the um states who are directly affected the most by this program are the ones that uh, are more than willing and happy to declare it unlawful while the states that are or or traditionally least affected by it by like New York and New Hampshire they're sure. the ones that believe DACA should absolutely uh be a thing although 
until it, it seem, shows up in their face, and I, then it's going to ruin our country, I was our gonna, city. I was going to say, it would seem that New York are having a, a change of feeling on that point. You got, <clears throat> was it Mayor Adams out there talking about the destruction and hardship that these uh, these immigrants, over 100,000 immigrants brought to New York, and they're putting a strain on the social services of New York, and that uh, now he's all bent out of shape about it. We saw what the residents of Martha's Vineyard did as soon as uh, some immigrants showed up on their doorstep, right? I just don't understand how they feel the impact and agree when it's in their front yard. But they still, even after that, don't agree that it's happening down in Texas and, and Arizona. You know, they think, well, just leave these people in Texas and Arizona. It's like, why do what it's so, you know... Uh, protection for thee, but not for me. What the what? Right. You would think that once it came to their town, they go, okay, we get it now. We're not going to be a sanctuary, you know, but they don't. Well, they don't because all they're going to (laughs) end up doing is getting rid of these people so that they can go back to their virtue signaling. That's right. But now we get to point to them and say, oh, come on, guys. We we know. They're living in $300 a night hotels. Yeah, we we know. Rejecting free food, going, this is slop. Yep, but some people will continue to fall for it, just like some people will continue to fall for the myth of systemic racism after all of the research has been retracted. And debunked. They'll, right. they'll, they will, it didn't need, didn't need to even be debunked. It was retracted because the researchers lied. Yep. They manufactured evidence to prove systemic racism and um, the system, the system itself caught it and said, mm, nah. And how many political narratives go crumbling down with that? Lots. Well, they Over- should, but they won't. Yeah. They should crumble, but they won't. And this is the problem, right? People are always going to believe the lie, even when faced with the truth. And I imagine that uh, that's exactly how Attic Seller feels right now with me and 9-11, you know, uh, that, uh, oh, he's always going to believe, believe the lie, even pres- when presented with the truth. I just haven't seen any truth. I, I understand that there are some engineers out there that have, they're, they're just not good engineers. Simple as that. Building science, my, my degree literally is in building science. It's in the science of constructing and taking down buildings, building them down. If ever there was somebody that knows how a building falls, it's he's sitting right here. And um, I've seen the, the engineers' arguments for controlled demolition of that building, and they just don't hold water. It is physically impossible to to bring that build those buildings down with controlled demolition and it not be noticed. It's impossible. And like you say, the systemic racism lie will still carry on just like the, uh, you know, remember the old adage, you know, a a lie travels halfway across the world before the truth can put its pants on. Mm -hmm. So... Yep. All it's right. just hard to claw that stuff back. It is. It is. We'll be fighting these. Uh, we'll be fighting these lies for the rest of our lives. Um, and this is going to be like the JFK assassination. The there are going to be two sides, and some people are going to believe one or the other, and they're never going to change their minds. Regardless, it's just like aliens. Some people see these sandcastle aliens and think, "Holy shit, those are aliens." 
sandcastle. Oh, you well, didn't see the sandcastle aliens that got rolled out in the Mexican Congress last week? No. Oh, go look, go look that up, Dave. You'll, All right. All you'll right. love that. You love All you right. some, you love you some aliens. All, All right, right guys. Danny and I will be back on Monday, 9 p.m. Come on back for that. Uh, Dave, you'll be back in a couple of weeks. We will see you then. I gotta go. Yes, um I gotta go do a thing. You know what the thing is. Yes. We'll see how it goes. Thanks, go guys. Yeah, we love you. Take care. See ya. Take care. See ya.